0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Keith and Mike. Watch Deep Space Nine. Mike, I am excited to talk about this episode. I'm excited to do this little show with you, but I have to confess something, Mike. Right Wait. at the top. There's somebody who is not excited about us doing this show. Uh, and that's my cat, Charlie, mm. who really wants to play right this very minute and is just not here for uh YouTube
1: series right now. Well, it is Halloween, Keith. So, he's a black cat, so I'm sure that he's got very specific things he wants to get done today, and you messing around on the computer is not one of them.
0: Me messing around on the computer is never one of them. Okay. Uh and well. you know, it's uh, to be fair, I uh, I get it. It's annoying, it's boring. I'm frequently recording vocals, so I'm like skrelting out of the out of nowhere. Uh, right into his little window above my desk where he can go out into the uh, the window well and and uh, be taunted by the squirrels. But uh, yeah, if, if you hear Charlie complaining about uh, this stupid show, that's what you're hearing. There is not a cat being tortured behind me. He is merely internally tortured by boredom.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know how to respond to that.
0: Uh, <laughs> he's not wrong. Well, it's
1: Halloween. It's Halloween and we
0: are talking about Deep Space Nine, Season 2, Episode 10, Sanctuary. Lots to talk about here in this episode. But before we do, we have to
1: do our uh, traditional thank yous, Mike. Yes, we'd like to thank our patrons. Yes. The the few, the proud, the fiscally supportive of us. Yeah, fiscally irresponsible for themselves, (laughs) but supportive to us. Brian Kaufman, Casey, Clark, Clout, Lover69, Jason Moe, Andrew Hayes, Jorge Navarro. Andrew Hayes, our new friend. Hey, 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 Andrew, what's welcome. Up? aboard. Uh Andrew's been with us, but he's now he's yes. really with us. Now, now he's was super with us. inextricably linked on the internet. You can't you can't you can't <laughs> he,
0: get this he down. He's fiscally tied when yeah. he runs for president. There will be questions.
1: Yep. Jorge Navoa and the Mysterious. And he paid in Canadian funds, so it looked more expensive. It looked it looked like a, yeah. Uh, Jorge Novoa and the Mysterious. The Mysterious and Wharf's Boot Shivs. Thank you so much, Wart, boot sh- Wart's, Worf's Boots. Wharf's Boot Shivs. One of my greatest <laughs> creations, Keith. I'm forty two years old almost. Mm. And uh nothing nothing out of my head has been better than Wharf's boot shivs. Anyway, mm, CRM indeed. Productions, Charles Babbage at Grim underscore toys, and delusions at noon. There they are, folks. You want to be one of them. I know you do. You get all yeah. kinds of cool stuff. You get me watching Deep Space Nine. You get <clears throat> us answering questions that people ask. Anything, in fact, that they ask. They get us watching yeah. animated series, of which there are a few more we got to watch, Keith. I've been told. We, I got a list of the best animated series episodes, so we got to watch do. those. Yeah. Uh yeah. You got to also get... Uh, Maybe Mike's gonna start watching uh, Star Trek Prodigy and or Lower Decks any any day now, I'm I'm torn. Uh, you also get uh, f- uh, special unboxings such as the Michael Myers, which we'll be doing very shortly. And yes, there it is, I'm so excited, we gotta get to it. And also yes, uh, my time capsule of Dick Tracy toys, which hasn't been opened in, in, in air since 1994, it's in my closet, haven't even undone the latch. I don't know what, hopefully they're in there. I did shake it a little bit, uh, so you can join. <laughs> That's right.
0: It's probably just your old, like, you know, dirty magazines on VHS or whatever. From Most when you were a importantly,
1: going to cut that right off. Most importantly, <laughs> you get to be a producer on the show. Keith and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Patreon.com slash K and M.
0: All right. Now it is time to talk about this episode. Now, now folks, uh, this aired on November 18th, 1993. Uh, here we are. It was uh, It was the Thanksgiving season. Of 1993, but uh, a lot had changed. You know, the um, the leaves were falling, winter was approaching. We were we were deep into the holiday season, but you know what didn't change? Our top song, Mike. Do you remember what it was?
1: I would do anything to sing on the internet, though people ask me not to. Oh, I would do anything to sing, especially to Keith.
0: Yes, and nothing I enjoy more.
1: Yeah, oof! I,
0: oof! I, oof! You I know, like, uh, I
1: disrespected some people
0: with that. No, no, but you—you you were entirely in tune. I'm not sure you are in focus, but you were in. Am oh, I drifting
1: out of focus? I think you are drifting out oh,
0: of focus, you know or perhaps it's just bad internet. But you know, I want—I want my mic crisp as can be on oh, my. No, computer give me screen. a Gaussian blur, please. <laughs> help! <laughs> help me! Help myself. No, we can't. We're—you we're, what? know—we're going to see each other in person tomorrow. Yes, we are.
1: Keith, we we're going to go see a,
0: str- a, a strange loop on Broadway. Yeah, I mean, people usually don't bring their wives to the to our dates, but you know, yeah,
1: yeah. you're bringing your wife. I like it. Yeah, if, I All mean, right, if things we're going to talk about on Geekly coming up, our new show. In fact, if you uh, this if you want a Halloween special treat, we got a nice episode of Geekly, and Keith and I next week might be talking. I don't know if this week we're going to do wrestling or we're going to do sports and uh, musical theater. So that's really good. We're nothing if not eclectic. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: speaking of eclectic and speaking of what was recently on Broadway, our top movie was Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, it was a run by Fruiting, Keith. It was a run by Fruiting. So uh, if we weren't watching Mrs. Doubtfire on the big screen for the first time, what were we watching on TV?
1: Uh, You said this was the 19th? No, the 28th. Oh, I got that completely wrong. Hold so, on. I'm gonna tell you, hold on. Very much a different a different number, entirely. Oh, uh, November 20th. Keith, oh, I was two weeks into my 13th year on this planet. Really a great mm. one. Really, really loving it. Well, of course, we had Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, mm-hmm, Keith, mm-hmm. which everybody knows was a big hit. That was The Pheromone, My Lovely, was the name of that episode. Oh, yes, Interesting. fun, fun. The ABC movie that night was There Are No Children Here. We had Murder, She Wrote, Love and Hate in Cabot Cove, we had, ooh, CBS bringing the big guns, Keith, nine o'clock, the movie that night was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. A little Connery, yes. Connery for your for your almost- uh, Connery. Yep. You know. uh, and then we had living single, married with children in the Fox block. And then we had, of course, Bonanza The Return part two, Keith, ooh. as uh, we're following up from last week, we're getting that second part. So that's what was on prime time on the networks that evening. Wow, lots of good stuff. Uh, now, now it's
0: time to get into the hard news. Yeah, And something is interesting uh, about the hard news this week. Because okay. And I had to go back, and I was like, huh? And I, I went and I double-checked and make sure I had the right issue and the right week. And I had to go back a couple of weeks ago and double-check, hey, was that also the right week? Uh, but as it turns out, um, because in the hard news, there's no mistakes clearly what happened was once again 1963 plane crash survivors were found so uh this is not a repetition of the article because they would never do that uh they found another 1963 plane crash with survivors uh so i weird I, it's really serendipitous that this happened That's great. Uh, yeah, it's really great two weeks apart but yeah, I mean it's great. They both sets lived on a Gilligan's Island paradise for thirty years. Now it's Keith, amazing. quick
1: before you continue, I, I do want to point out uh, you might, people might have learned from Geekly a couple weeks ago. I have a thing with feet. I don't like to be barefoot, uh, but no. maybe uh, there's someone who who did like to be barefoot. Well, it depends on what she stepped
0: on because yeah. a woman has taste buds on the bottoms of her feet, and to be
1: perfectly honest, I haven't stepped in a lot of things I'd like to taste lately. No, unless it's so, gum, uh, that's your only shot. <laughs> unless you step on gum, because the dog shit really isn't gonna be. Isn't somebody's gonna
0: be great. used gum that they've chewed on and has been rotting. Well
1: that's gonna be. If you compare that to the stuff she's generally probably tasting, that's uh that, that's a treat. That's
0: fair. Also, lady vampires demand their own blood bank. It seems only seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, killer lightning bugs are headed our way. So, uh Big lots of lots of big important news on November twenty eighth, nineteen ninety-three. Shall we talk about this episode? Let's do it. This episode was directed by Les Landau, who last directed Invasive Procedures. It was written by had as a as a teleplay by Frederick Rappaport who last wrote on Move Along Home, and a story by Gabe Esso and Kelly Miles-Wolf, both of whom uh, was their only trek, so it seems it was probably a pitch. All right, so uh, Trivial Trivia, what do I guess you say? So. I'm
1: glad to hear there was a woman writing on this episode. Glad to hear that. Yes.
0: Well, at least wrote it sto- came up with the story. Now keep waste your time with Trivial Trivia. All right, so this one, uh, it, it's, it, there's a couple of interesting casting moments here on this show because we're casting in the family. Kitty Swink, who plays Minister Rosan, is Armin Shimmerman's wife. Oh, cool. So Quark's wife got a gig on the show, and uh, not only that, but her son... Uh Andrew uh, uh Tumak is played by Andrew Koenig, son of Walter Koenig. Check off. Huh. Okay. So this whole thing is a family affair
1: this week. Man, he really looked like somebody. It wasn't that I didn't know, but I it's clearly not who I thought. Okay, continuing.
0: I wanna look like somebody. The I don't know why I had that in my head. Anyway, the Scria
1: ship. I wanna taste is the feet of somebody! Of somebody! Wow, I'm so sorry, world. <laughs> the uh, this is why we shit. have to have podcasts because no one uh, outside a very sliver of niche people want to hear this.
0: No, and I'm not sure, I'm not even sure they do, <laughs> no. but they tolerate it for other reasons. I'm assuming.
1: Well, once a hit play, I mean, you're 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 pot committed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, we're oh, definitely oh, like Star Trek. Yeah, I'm in. I love I love that show. Click. Oh man, that's not even what this is. You know what it is like.
0: We're definitely second or third screen for whomever is watching or listening yeah. to this. Y-
1: just like real small on your watch. That's the best. That's the best. <laughs> That's the best and, location. And we're like,
0: you know how like the, the podcasts that do a really good job of integrating their ads. Oh, so yeah. it's not worth it to skip them. Right. Because, you you know, you're listening and like, oh, man, I uh, whatever. Uh, I think we're the equivalent of that. We're just like, uh, we, I want to skip them, but whatever. There's enough there. I us put in new information. Anyway, the Skria ship is a reuse of the Primalian battle cruiser from Booby Trap of Next Generation. And lastly, William Shallert, who plays Verani, the musician, uh, played Nils Barris on the original series Trouble with Tribbles, so you are in the family of Trek performers from the original series, and guess what? We didn't know it yet, but Trouble with Tribbles is a very important episode
1: for Deep Space Nine. Oh, interesting. Not- that guy is one yeah. of those guys who's been in everything. You see him and like, oh yeah, he's, he's in everything. Done a lot of stuff. Yep. Uh,
0: but, uh, but yeah, so including multiple generations of stars, Not multiple episodes, generations. All right, so let's talk about what was The Next Generation doing? One of my favorite episodes of The Next Gen, they were doing parallels in which Worf is thrown between a bunch of parallel universes uh, where it starts to be like a little mystery where all of this stuff starts to being a little bit different and then more and more different. Great episode. Our guest stars this week get ready. We have William Schallert as Varani, Andrew Koenig as Tumak, Aaron Eisenberg as Nog, Michael Durrell as Hazar, Betty Maguire as Vanya, Vena, Robert Curtis-Brown as Surad, Kitty Swink as Roseanne, Deborah May as Hanik, Leland Orser as Guy, who has a one more character on Deep Space Nine, one on Voyager, and one on Enterprise. He's Basically a glorified extra here but he will do a lot more trek moving forward and Nicholas Schaefer as Cowl. Mike, are you ready to hop into the room?
1: I guess it's time. Uh, I think it's uh, time. I guess it's time. All right, let's do it. He th- this was a good idea. This <laughs> is like a good warm up. Uh,
0: I mean, to be fair, I probably should warm up before episodes, especially of this one, because
1: my voice gets tired. I actually went for a jog for today, just for all of our patrons out there, not nor people watching. Patrons? Uh, as a favor, because I, I didn't want to be snotting, though. I have this cold I cannot shake. And. Uh, So I went out for a run because that seems to get me flowing. So I could just like snot it all out before I got no. on camera. You're welcome. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your candy.
0: <laughs> we have some gummy candies. Oh, golly. Ooh, All right. All right. So here we are on Deep Space Nine, season two, episode 10, Sanctuary. We begin in Cisco's office. And uh-oh, Ooh. Kira hasn't done her homework. Somebody's been naughty. Cisco teases her about battling with Bajoran ministers. He good bosses her and says, look, you can shout at the ministers all you want, but, you know, do your job. Um, then O'Brien says Quark has been looking for her. Um, n- another good example. Like Cisco is like, I understand. I'm, I'm the cool boss, but also get it done. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate that.
1: She's been busy so, uh, using her strings to get somebody a job, but we'll get there.
0: That's right. She goes to Quark's to see someone playing the Deep Space Nine theme
1: song on a goofy flute. Synthesize. I was like, it, I, that's he's Deep Space Kenny G.
0: I have I, my. I, I, literally, it's in the next paragraph. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's really mellowing the vibe in the bar, and even Morn is crying. Yeah, that was uh, a good beat.
1: But maybe he has a Federation girlfriend. They were also like, let's uh, let's not spend a lot of money on the synthesizer sound effect, but let's get all these extras. Like, look at that little that alien in the back there. It's rad, and we have a twenties flapper.
0: That's right. That's right. We have flappers, and we saw that alien last episode. We also get a,
1: re- a revisit of the trash heads later.
0: Yes, we did. I wrote that down too. Oh, we have so much important stuff to talk about. All right, Rom, uh, so, Bring
1: a uh, red to table three. Blue goes to table twelve, and green just stays right here. Connect four. Yeah. Wait, also, right. Morn Ooh, no. has a cute date. Did you, did you notice what, that? I, I, that's what
0: I just said. It, oh, like, yeah. I think these. I think Morn's got a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He's also got a six pack. She is like,
1: or a six pack jacket.
0: I need one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have a six pack, but I can have a six pack. Maybe I'll wear a six pack jacket to it doubles uh, to as a the life preserver. Tomorrow. That's true. Yeah, well, but uh, there it is. Yeah, see, I'm telling you, Morn's got a girlfriend.
1: Yeah, well, he's he's yeah, good he's, for him. I, I'm not going to say any of the. I I, I workshopped three jokes in my head and opted out of all.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> aborted every time. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> all right, I I just aborted a joke in my own. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> i had a herschel walker joke all yeah, lined up
1: yeah me too just because of what you, we that, that clip i sent you wow oh wow oh.
0: okay anyway. Man, try living in
1: pennsylvania at 90 of my television right now is just not just political ads i can deal with political ads I, i'm i like politics well who likes it but oh, keith but these are like because i'm in pennsylvania swing state these are the most far left and far right commercials you can imagine. There is yeah. just hyperbole on a level. Anyway, back. But we're back. Look, I I I
0: went to a rally on Saturday. That's right. That's right. I got I I got to hang out with Cory Booker for a while. That was fun. We
1: should book hey. it back to the episode.
0: Yes, we should. All right. So uh... Quark is naturally pissed about the vibe in the bar. Nobody's gambling or eating. And his. His complaint actually is, is fair. It is a bar, yeah,
1: and uh, it's it like is if a place you get, of business. Yeah, you got a bar and you, you buy a jukebox, but it's all Adele songs. You'd be like, "Oh boy, uh, this is not what I ordered. This is not good for business." <laughs> Hello, it's me.
0: Please order another beer. <laughs> you want to dance? All right. I can. All right. <laughs> oh God, we're a mess already. Uh, so apparently, Kira set it up, and Quark agreed to try him for a month. You're going to try somebody for a month. Uh, Kira goes up and asks Kenny G for something more exciting. He's apparently a famous classical musician, and the venues, the classical venues, were destroyed during the occupation, so he has nowhere to play. Kira promises to try and help. Now, if the occupation was was 40 years, right? So he must have been very young before the occupation as a might have been a musical prodigy
1: which tracks because when you see the hologram of him later it definitely looks different and then <laughs> we gotta explain that away
0: well you look if i'm gonna have a hologram of me uh i'll i I'll, I'll want the i want like the 28 year old version of me not the 42 year old it's like version when you're on
1: zoom and it gives you that option it's like do you want us to make your skin look better And you're like why it's zoom but then you're like yeah oh, okay
0: yeah yeah all right <laughs> do what you can fine. Help me out. That's fine. Yeah, hold on. Can I change the aspect ratio of this? <laughs> <laughs> just squeeze myself in. Just a little bit. Just a, just a touch around the edges. Keith, Keith is, that, is that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's Hey, look, it's 2010, Keith. What's It looks what's like up? a headshot from 98. All right. <laughs> I have some of those. Uh, what's happening? Oh, back on ops. A ship comes through the wormhole, and it's about to explode as... You know, they're contractually obligated to do the minute they get to Deep Space Nine. And uh, they beam aboard some folks who look very frightened. And that becomes the end of the teaser. We begin Act 1 in media res. We just continue straight in. Cisco says they're going to try to help them. And they start talking. When they start talking, the universal translator isn't working yet. Which you'd think would happen way more often. The uh, universal translator is a little too universally perfect, mm-hmm. uh, usually on the show. But I really liked how it didn't work this time. Especially, they're coming from the other quadrant, so the languages wouldn't would be much less overlap in it. Um, so it made a lot of sense. The lead lady makes it very clear that they are Skiros, and uh, Cisco is like Shira, but she skis. Right. Yeah she's
1: like this, the alpine sister of he-man.
0: Right, screas, but I I wrote I read it as skyras, which I prefer. Cisco tells Kira to take them to the infirmary because based on literally nothing, he thinks they're going to be more
1: comfortable with her. Okay, I'm glad you picked that up too. Later in the episode it all makes sense like that. Yeah. Instinct makes sense, but they did not play that in the scene. Well, that you know,
0: Cisco had read the, the the script.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Ahead
0: of time, he's a, he prepares, so he already knows that they have a uh, a matriarchal society. The, the reason they, she
1: was talking to Kira is because Kira's the only
0: person who was talking to them. <laughs> so, I yeah, well, no, exactly. But uh, I I think mainly he's just like
1: I don't want to deal with this, Mike. They they really like they like you so much, Mike. Oh, do
0: why they? don't that's you go just, deal? That's
1: because I gave them candy. Uh, dude in the back there, whose name I will never pronounce, so I'm not even going to try. Uh, I think you should try. He. He read this, he was like, oh my god, I booked a gig, yeah, 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 let me read. Oh, I just, I just, I just grunt the whole time and act a fool? His has, his lines? Yeah, it gets real meaty later, Keith, real meaty. <laughs>
0: real meaty, uh-huh. So Kira leads them onto the promenade. Odo tries to keep them together, but they'll only listen to Kira. They immediately go to the gift shop and start touching everything like children. Giant square hair lady yells at them. She's the boss of the three young men.
1: After Bashir patches up a burn, also like, why is it they? Why are they sniffing it and stuff? They're not like they're not feral. They certainly
0: behave like they're feral. And
1: then later she's like, "Why uh, does nobody want to hang out with me?" I was like, "Because you're you're acting like a dog."
0: Yeah, I mean that the 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 men just behave like five year olds. It's not like you have a matriarchal society where you have a sort of like one has more power than the other. They're like literally like children.
1: Yeah, like they're. Le- I have so many. There's a lot of questions, but we which
0: I mean, certainly could happen. We don't know that you know, genetically speaking, they may actually literally be dumber.
1: But yes, I, well, I don't know. we could. There, it could be a lot of things. Uh, I think that's a fa- failing of the episode that we don't have any clarity on that. No, because whatsoever. it because if if you're going to make a choice like that, which I think is really interesting in in juxtaposition to the, the the matriarchal society theme, could be really interesting. But if you don't say or do anything, we just see what we see, which is very caricatury. It yeah. comes off like a joke that isn't funny. Yeah,
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't
1: uh, quite we'll know. We'll get to it. We'll get to it.
0: Anyway, so after Bashir patches up a burn, they go to the quarters to stay in for a while. Cisco orders Slim Jims for them all to
1: eat. It also looks like we're in a. They're like, guys, we please costume them as if they are in a terrible production of a Godspell. Go. I think that that's the
0: direction on most of the (laughs) uh, humanoid species on Star Trek. Like even the like
1: lead guest star. Like look at that outfit.
0: Well, and that that dress is a reuse from the Inner Light. The uh, next generation, like legendary, fantastic episode of Next Generation. Also, for such a huge starship, the duty free shop sucks. It, no, that I, I don't want anything there. Yeah. There's probably no taxes though, so you got something, so you can you can buy something you don't want and just not pay taxes. Um, I yeah. Mean, so
1: remember every time we're like money's on the screen. This time, less so. Less so, less so. It didn't look like an expensive... When you've been on enough uh, non-union crappy background jobs like me, mm-hmm. yeah, this this reeks of the old, hey, just bring some of your own costumes, bring some stuff from home, we'll see if you got anything. That's what this <laughs> reeks of. Just tie it around your head. So you're going to give me like an alien,
0: just notice we're going to put a bandana uh, on you. it will be fine. Okay. Uh, Meanwhile, one of the extras, yeah. they're
1: like, "Oh, put him in full trash can head out, outfit." And this guy's like, yeah, "Right? What they think? get
0: what that? Is that? Why did you make them the scria?" Oh boy. Uh, so yeah, so Cisco orders slim jims for them all.
1: Oh, I said asparagus, uh, f- but okay.
0: They look like slim jims. So of course, they're taking a big risk, right? That this type of food isn't poisonous to their species. They've never seen before. Well, you know, like how do the hell do they know?
1: I don't know. Oh yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Good Randy. Luck. So, giant square hair Ugh. keeps <laughs> keeps talking and then the translator starts to work. She says her people need help and there's no time to waste. So, apparently, we've, we discovered that there are three million people on the other side of the wormhole and they need to come through. We also learn that their culture is female dominated. Their men according to the women, are too emotional to be leaders. Um, Also, they might be six. Uh, Like, uh,
1: mentally regressed
0: in some sort of way? I don't know what's going on there. They've been searching for the wormhole that leads to a fabled home planet for the Scrian people. And it sounds a, a lot like their prophecy is talking about Bajor. We learn... From Odo, that the station can hold 7,000 people, which means it's pretty empty at the moment. With what 300 something, also, uh, if the station can hold 7,000 people, uh, guys who know this better than I do, please let me know. Uh, doesn't the Enterprise D isn't that capable of at least temporarily holding 10,000 people? And isn't the station wildly bigger than the Enterprise-D? The Enterprise-D is giant, probably ridiculously so. I saw there's a great YouTube video which sort of does the math on the square footage of that ship and how it's basically abandoned, basically empty. That's cool. So the station is that much bigger. I feel like it could hold more than 7,000 people. Anyway, the Screen, these people were oppressed before
1: their oppressors were invaded by
0: the dominion
1: so mic drop moment uh i've been teased the dominion uh, in a previous episode with quark i've been teased by my friends so i had to stop them because i felt like spoilers coming so i was like don't say anything else here i'm like okay so it's been a little hokey up to this point first 10 minutes a little hokey i'm not like loving the caricature stuff you know maybe it was just my mood or whatever but whatever business is picking up gonna learn about the dominion shit's getting real super pumped Let's see what happens.
0: Later, Square Hair <laughs> is woken up by Kira. Apparently, the men there are part of her harem. So, well played.
1: Which is. Right? But wrong, right? Like, definitely that's the vibe this whole scene gives me. But then, don't at the end they refer to the guy, the, them, both these guys on the ship, as her children? No. Only
0: uh, the. So there's three of them. One of them is her son, and the other two are in her harem. Where's the third one? He's not there on that screen. The third one well, is the one that tangles with with uh with Jake and Nog.
1: And but he's the kid? He's the kid. And these two are the Okay. That is not clear.
0: That no, is not clear not to the
1: viewer. And so the whole time I'm like, wait a second. Is she banging her kids? What's happening?
0: No. I, well, I I had that I I was I had the exact same thought because there's no characterization
1: difference between any of these three dum dums. Right, and because and then I'm like, are they even like mature enough to two bang? Because when she meets Kenny G, I'm like, oh, that's what's happening in this episode. Business is about to pick up with Kenny G. No. Insert your Kenny G spot joke. I'm not going to do it, but you can you can write your own, dear dear viewer. Um, Boo. The whole sexual over arch, whatever, even remote plot is very badly done in this episode. Maybe I just it was a dum dum, but I was like, "What is happening? Are they kids?" Then and then when they get in a when they get in a scrum with with Nog, they're like crawling on the floor again, like dogs. And like it's so weird.
0: Which you know it, it really is because I the idea that we would come across matriarchal societies, of course. It's great. You know, and, and, and we did it before on Next Generation. Like, why, why wouldn't that happen? And, and why shouldn't that happen? And their That's whole explanation
1: great. for it is is such a burn, a societal burn to our sort of patriarchy. No, and I think it's so well stated and done, but then they sort of muddy it with this bullshit, in my no, opinion, uh,
0: No, I mean, and and like I like it as a commentary, especially on the original series. You have all of these, you know, societies with subjugated female, and they're like like dum dums wearing nothing, wandering around just waiting for Kirk to grab them. Like I get. So let's reverse it. Wonderful. Let's tell that story. But you're right. Like I can't even tell if these, if these people are like intelligent enough for consent, (laughs) which
1: makes it. we're jumping the gun. But the reason it's, it's a shame is because once again, I think we're in one of those episodes where that, that thesis, that, that idea is really great. An exploration of it, I think through science fiction lens would be perfect because we can hold a mirror up to our society and juxtapose the power dynamic. However, this kind of makes it like, well, clearly these men shouldn't be leaders. They're, there's clearly something wrong with them mentally and emotionally, like right. So it, right, no, it, it, yes, because because
0: what it says is like, uh, oh, all right, so the the sexes aren't given equal opportunity or power, and like it should be because those guys are dumb,
1: right? I mean, unless that's maybe that's I mean, you could make an argument, I guess, that that's the the commentary, but it's not. It, it, it's it's not. It's, it's that's sort of, that's yeah. too that's too clumsy. So it, I think, really, ultimately, it's it's just a missed opportunity. But we'll we'll get more into that. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. So
0: uh, Kira says that a bunch more screens are going to arrive soon, and she also gives the woman a dress that she was talking about at, during at the gift shop on the promenade.
1: Time
0: Turns out. out, I have to know. That, yeah. I have
1: to pick this bone while we're here too. Okay, let's do it. Pick the bone. I'm going to make a bizarre. Uh, analogy but i'm going to use That'll something first you time. and i have talked about deep cut uh do you remember early seasons of the practice keith where sure the camera Man- manheim character eleanor they they keep making clumsy references to her having trouble dating because she's a plus-size woman mm-hmm. and you're like what the, what the hell does this have to do with anything and like it's kind of a it's a bad look uh, every time we get into like kira's dating life i feel it's like a kind of a bad look uh, I mean, it's, I, I guess it's just it's just a passing moment here, but it, I don't know. I was like, well, I feel like she's just busy. But ha- have we gotten into her dating life? They, they do here. She's like, oh, you have two men. Well, I just don't have time for. G-. I'm like, it feels too girl talky, and I'm like, we're this is a, a f- episode feels like we're talking female empowerment. They had to make her like a little goofy girl. I, I don't know. I, I well, I, yeah, was, yeah, I I've been I,
0: cranky, so maybe. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wasn't looking at it from Kira's perspective. I actually liked. Square heads like, yeah, I'm banging them. Like that's I was like, Yeah, all right, that's like if we're gonna sort of flip the flip the things, like that's exactly what the conversation would be like. And I I didn't hate that at all. Yeah, I didn't think about it from curious. You mean
1: these you. emotionally immature guys? Oh yeah, totally banging
0: yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but like these meat socks thi- back here? I got my own you slim think- jigs. <laughs> yeah, well <laughs> oh god. I snap into him every day, oh, yeah, uh, Well, what I we, really
1: need is a man who can play an instrument, and
0: but somebody, how many men out there talk like that constantly?
1: yeah, you're right, like like wrong. that's exactly what half of the men in america all the, all they want, yeah, maybe maybe this is more maybe the commentary is more on the nose that I'm giving it credit for, well, but say it you.
0: is it is sort of like a like a like a dumb dumb male fantasy going on here, uh. So anyway, so she gives the uh, gives her the dress that she thought before the translator worked. She was saying she loved. Uh, turns out she thought it was hideous, and uh, they have a good laugh about a, it. They have a good forced laugh about it together. Good bonding moment. Yeah, and and and, and again, I liked it. I did. Why I not? did like. I did like their bonding. Yes, I like that that idea, and the and, and again, the translator not working perfectly. In real life, I think would happen constantly, and so there would be stuff like this all
1: the time. And I, I dig we, that. I dig that. Kira, she respects Kira also because she's a woman in power, which is as it should be. And Kira gives her a little. Uh, I think that's the scene where she's like, "Hey, you're the one who found it. I know you say you're just a farmer, but you're, you can be more than that." Which is shades of when we had that Vedic on, and they were trying to. Uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> we
0: uh, we head to the promenade. We get a great shot of the trash can head. Crash can lid head people, and we they're kind of reptilian. That's that's awesome. awesome. Why couldn't they have been the screens? Money budget because they needed to have like 300 yeah. of them. That's hundred percent why. Meanwhile, Jake and Nog are chatting about girls. So apparently, Jake had a date with a Dabo girl. Are Dabo girls not strippers?
1: They're basic. Well, I mean, they're like Vegas, uh, they're show girls. Okay. The show showgirls. Good for Jake. Look at it. I mean, that, that costume ain't leaving anything to the imagination. So no, I guess those DAPA girls knew be, what they were getting into.
0: And there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a stripper yeah. of any sort. Uh but Jake's like fourteen. That's the issue. The issue is is uh,
1: Hey Keith, he, my dad he, had two kids at fourteen, at fifteen. Okay. They weren't well, me, uh, but and uh, I don't think it was a good choice, but <laughs> new information for
0: Keith. We're going to talk about that offline. Yeah. Anyway.
1: <laughs> Basically, uh, I'm saying my dad was Jake from Deep Space Nine.
0: Apparently, a wow. That's awesome. My mother's, also a double girl. my mother's a double girl. <laughs> your mother's a double girl, and your dad wore jammies everywhere he went. Uh, so apparently Jake is tutoring her in entom- etymology, and uh, Nog's outfit is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Look. at <laughs> me. Both their outfits are insane.
1: That's insane.
0: They're both wearing like clown outfits. <laughs> well, uh, hey, hey, maybe that's maybe that's why I don't have a Dabo girl. Halloween, yeah, because I'm not. You can got you pop, imagine baby.
1: what? Mike, I really looking, want you need to, a pop of color, Keith.
0: I need you to really imagine what I would look like in that outfit. I don't want to do that. Let's move forward. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: just, remind me, did you say that the guy playing Nog is like twenty something? Yes. Cool. Yes, that dental work is awesome. Imagine trying to talk through that.
0: It, it's impossible. It's like one of the uh, incredible special skills that the Ferengi's actors have to have are able to be communicate through those teeth. Uh, so Nog and Jake spot one of the screens eating food off other people's table um, without even, you know, because and, and they joke that he doesn't know how to use a replicator. Which why, why would he? How would he? But again, like, what is the intelligence level of this, of this, per- I don't know. Anyway, uh, more screen ships come through the wormhole and square hair welcomes them all aboard. They flood onto the station and there are more square haired women and dum-dum men. So many extras. Odo is not happy. Cisco is pleased though. They're experiencing their terse, terse faced, their first taste of freedom i uh, wish i could free my tongue so uh in act two we begin nog and jake are being chased by a screen boy and odo catches them and apparently nog sprayed them with a stinky vapor so fart spray it, it sprayed him with fart spray uh which is uh does not speak well of nog and jake that's really shitty it's
1: pretty uh strange. i mean it's odo better than grabs-
0: melting odo that's true well the- they, they didn't melt Odo well, they-,
1: they
0: they filled his bucket with oatmeal and
1: pretended it was Odo. oh yeah it's better than forest spray. okay well
0: but like they, they but Odo at least is an adult and they're not and and not like a a screen like refugee a, a screen refugee yeah oh. exactly they're just like oh let's go torture some poor refugee who's experiencing his first taste of freedom. Odo grabs Nog by the earballs and takes him to the security office. Nog checks out the wanted posters, which are pretty cool. Uh, Quark arrives to bail Nog out because they spent too much on extras to pay Max Grodinchek to be in this episode. Uh, Quark is super racist against the Screens, repulsed by their admittedly gross, flaking skin. In um, <clears throat> the reading the, the background on this, they did this intentionally, like having flaking skin and making them kind of unpleasant and gross was an intentional thing by the writers to try and put us, to make us uncomfortable, um, which, is, which is interesting. When we get to the end of this and trying to figure out like, what is this about? What are they trying to say? What is the, what is the story? It's an interesting little wrinkle there.
1: I think it's important because I think that they in my opinion, and I wanna spoil it yet, the the theme of the episode well they talk about the execution also, but the theme of the episode really has two branches to support it and uh this is one of them, that sort of being disgusted or grossed out by or, or physically repulsed by repulsed by by the 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 immigrating species is Part and parcel yep. to something else, but we'll, we'll get to that. We're not sure. Sure is.
0: So uh Quarkano keep flirting for a bit. Then Kenny G is playing in the packed quarks while the screen dum-dum men bump around. The original Squarehead lady has been elected leader. Kira shows up and Square Hair is nervous about being the leader, but Kenny G comes up and gives her a CD of himself, <laughs> like it's Times Square. <laughs> Never been in Times Square. That's exactly
1: folks. it, dude. I have one in my lifetime, and if this is for people who've been to New York, or maybe it's happened in your metropolitan city, but these people, these artists, whoever they—they really—they give you like a burned CD of their stuff, and you end up. If generally you just ignore them as long as possible, or you say you got to be somewhere, or you or you literally run away. Mm-hmm. But there's one time in your life, usually at least, it was for me, where I just everybody I, does it once. I couldn't escape. I just couldn't escape, and so I got engaged in the conversation, and by the end of it, I was like, I had to give him 10 bucks for the CD, which That's I have the whole somewhere. Scan. That's the whole deal. And then I still don't know if there's any music on it, but I'm sure there's not. But uh, GD, that is exactly what this is, space version. Although, I mean, you got the vibes too, right? They, they were totally gonna bone.
0: I think so, yeah. yeah. He, uh, and he says, as a Bajoran, he understands what it's like to be a displaced people. Uh, which makes sense. This naturally gives square hair the
1: idea. Keith, could you make me a little <laughs> of, of your CD? Could you make me a little hologram of your CD? I really want to put it on this mid console. Okay, great. I'll,
0: I'll just put myself <laughs> on one of my CDs and rotate it around.
1: Yeah, I really want to put that on the console. Holy oh God, that's funny. I
0: mean, I, I do have CDs and an action figure of myself. Yeah. So hey, we're moving on. on up, man. If I you had told I I Keith that-
1: you'd have both of those things, he'd have crapped himself on the floor.
0: Oh, if my eight-year-old self could see this rig and the all the and the action figures, my 1,000 subscribers? <laughs> i be mean, like, oh, I have so many things. Oh, but I'm old and fat.
1: Uh, uh, hey, you know what? You made it past 12. That's a big win. That's true. I have a cat. That's the, that's the good stuff. We better keep going. <laughs> we're, we're going down a well we can't get back out of. <laughs> Uh,
0: so on the promenade, Jake and Nog run into the screen man boy they had harassed. How old is he supposed to be? I don't know. Because sometimes he seems like he's 14. And this is where I was like, is he part of the harem? So I had the question too.
1: Yeah, I could. Yeah, who's she banging? Who's her kid? Who she spanking? Who she spanking good? Who she spanking bad? I don't know. So, yeah, it,
0: it's definitely her kid. But at this point in the episode, I did not know that he was her kid either. Uh, Whatever his deal is, he's pissed and they start a ridiculous fight, which basically means a rolling around on the floor until Quark breaks it up. But we do get to
1: see what I think is either great direction or a great acting choice by Nog. He has his own version of the Nog of the. Uh, what's his dad's name? Rom. Rom Scream. <laughs> which I thought was so such a great familial tie. Uh, there's lots of hissing and shouting.
0: Sort of both of them do it. I mean, these um,
1: cats are right out of an episode of Zoobly Zoo. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that's what this looks like. It does. Yeah. Zoobly Zoo. Magic and wonder are waiting for you. Ben Vereen. Yeah. Also, uh, why haven't they changed their clothes? Isn't this like two days later? That's a very expensive, Keith. We got only got a couple days on set. Let's go. I understand. I understand. Uh, but, uh, the good news is,
0: after we see this ridiculous fight... Uh, a lot of hissing, I mean, yeah. Lots of weird hissing. Although, you know, Quark is pretty intimidating looking when he really wants to be. Uh, that's that's cool. Uh, but meanwhile, Cisco and Dax have found a good M-class planet to settle the screens on. They go tell Square Hair the news. But... Bum bum bum. she's already decided they want to settle on Bajor. It is already a planet of
1: sorrow and meets their prophecy yeah, so I uh, mean, like, is that it that was the only criteria, not like, hey is a room is there a good fertile farmland like you would think they would have some better criterion than just like uh, are people like is this sorrow
0: is it is it like shitty? Yeah. Let's go,
1: yeah, yeah
0: that that feels like there should be more criterion so uh the next act we see a gazillion ships next to the station the bajorans and the bajorans have arrived with news the provisional government is definitely gonna say hell no, hell no to the refugees but that's
1: not before kenny g's like hey could you slip uh, big hair my room my room key
0: yeah that's exactly what happened it's like it's kind of like a casino right it's like eh, it is a room key uh we've we've all worked in the casino as an artist once or twice Oh, cruise ship, cruise ship, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, quarks. I, to be to be clear, just I, I slipped no one my card. I I, I slipped no one nothing because I'm me.
1: No, there are uh, weird people on cruise ships though who like are. Th- there are on occasion elderly gentlemen who think you should entertain their elderly wives. Really. Wow, I I haven't I haven't
0: uh, I haven't been offered that particular upgrade package on a cruise ship, but uh, there's a good story. We we'll have to do that later. Anyway, so uh, did you Quark's- enjoy the show,
1: sir? Thank you. Uh, enjoy the buffet. Bye.
0: <laughs> so Quark's wife and a random Vedic announce that indeed they are going to say no. The Bajorans are worried that they can't take care of the screens uh, because they're. Just barely getting on, the, on their feet themselves. And Cisco tries to get them to consider the other planet. Now, Square Hair appeals to Kira, who reluctantly has to agree with the Bajoran ministers. And Square Hair is distraught. Uh, so, yeah, this, this is the part where like I can see. We're trying to make, uh, we're trying to tell a story about refugees. Trying to tell a story about immigration. We're trying to tell tell a story about, um, you know, helping people coming from other places who need them. But uh, I, I'm not even, I'm not sure what the point of view is here yet.
1: Well, I think, I actually think that is the strongest part of it. Is that the point of view is that it is incredibly complicated and that it it is a difficult moral decision, moral quandary, and there are, I wouldn't say equal-weighted, but fairly balanced arguments for both sides. Uh, I think that they thread that needle fairly well. It is a lot of people. It is a, a risk, and I like that the Bajorans, instead of just being played as total hypocrites, I like that they bring up the point that if this was to fail, even though they're not asking for handouts, if this was to fail, we would feel morally responsible to help and that could put us at, at risk. And I think that that moral gray area is the strongest part of the episode because uh, and, if you and- David E. kelly this with too strong a viewpoint, I feel like it it g- moves into a trite territory that this somehow somewhat avoids.
0: Well, I, I think this, yes, I agree. Um, I think... This would have been much more impactful and made much more sense if the Scrians had a better reason to want Bajor as opposed to this other planet, right? They don't mm-hmm. have any good reason for it. They have a vague prophecy, which one person thinks like, oh, I, that seems right. Let's just go with that. But, but it's vague. It's not tied to anything. You, know, y- you could have either, Bajor is way better for us than mm-hmm. this other planet at which point they had a logical reason for wanting to do that. Totally get that. Or let's say it was a spiritual thing. Let's say it was a prophecy. If you really leaned into that and made it much more obvious, that this really is, we really believe it is the prophecy for this reason, this reason, this reason. The way it's outlined in this, they don't really have a good reason to want to pick Bajor over this other planet. Yeah, and, I agree. And, that, and I think the show is really weakened by that because if they had a good reason. It puts everybody in a more difficult
1: position. It heightens the drama. It just doesn't make any sense. I think it's missing another detail that I want to save to the end of our discussion, but if you could help me put a pin in that and bring that up. But Mike, you said it was missing something else. It's never going to happen. I'm going to try.
0: Uh, well, Well, I'll try. I try, I promise. So Square Hair is distraught. And later on the promenade, there's a line for the replicators. Jake tries to go make nice with the guy they fought with. He reinforces, this. the kid reinforces that he doesn't want to go to Draylon too, but no reason as to why. Kira goes to visit Square Squarehair, who was pissed at her for not supporting her desire to settle on Bajor. She says she was betrayed, but Kira sticks to her guns and wants to stay friends. Square Squarehair is hell no. Sisko calls, uh-oh, and says that Tumak the sun stole a ship and is headed to Bajor. Oh, Tumak is her son. Totally missed that. Uh, naturally, the ship is broken
1: and it's going to blow up. Well, they said that in
0: of the course. beginning, at
1: least that they laid that breadcrumb in the top. They were leaking fart goo, goo or something. They're leaking fart goo? Yeah, it was is, like that, radiation. is that, is is that, that what they, all, they said? Like the ship, when it came through the wormhole, it was like, it's leaking radiation. So at least they had planted that seed and it wasn't sort of just like a plot point out of nowhere
0: yeah that's fair uh but again like he just left he didn't take his people with they just went by himself anyway
1: yeah like what was uh, he do
0: there? i don't know none of it makes any sense his uh, mom calls and tries to get him to turn off the engines he doesn't respond and they are surrounded by bajoran security ships and they're being ordered to shoot them down we don't see any of this on the screen because you know
1: money mm-hmm. But we do see two uh, green dots and a red dot. And we can put it together.
0: Green dot, red dot. No, I mean way cheaper. Uh despite their attempt to prevent it, a battle starts and the screen ship is blown up. Uh good performance
1: by Square Hair. Yeah, totally. Um Plot don't know why point for nothing. For nothing. Plus they don't even make that character like I thought the scene with Jake, we it was gonna redeem, they're gonna become friends. We're gonna learn, oh, he's right. just normal like everybody else, blah blah, blah. but they don't do any sort of like character building or redemption there to make this So we don't care. Yeah, it the stakes are nil. I in Is it is it, th- is it to give Big Hair a little more ground that we sort of like we that we buy the betrayal thing because the betrayal thing too it feels like she as a leader or as a as a an intelligent person should recognize that Kira's their decision while she might not agree with it was was founded on a whole council got together. They had a whole, well, and, and and, it wasn't, it wasn't.
0: And and it wasn't, it wasn't like, like we do, right. That many in our country would like with refugees and, and, and people trying to, trying to come into the country. It's not like, eh, fuck off. It's, oh, here, let's try to give you this. Let's try to give you this thing. That's it's equally as good. And here's why, and here are the reasons. Uh, So yeah, anyway, Um, anyway, the screens are leaving and Kira keeps trying to convince square hair that she's right. Kind of ignoring the fact that her son just died. Uh,
1: She does get in some sick burns, though. Like the whole monologue she gives is an excellently written and realized thesis of what the the episode I think thinks it's about. Well, what it should have been about.
0: She yes. finishes with a monologue that is pretty well argued. The Bajorans are afraid they can't take care of the screens because of a famine. But the Scrians are farmers
1: and maybe could have helped Bajor rather than be a burden. And this is the point uh, Mike thinks was also missed in the rest of the episode. Had we established, do you remember that episode from season one where Kira, of all folks, goes down to this planet that's about to be obliterated to get Power, right, the
0: moon, yeah. And they
1: show this guy in his hut or whatever, and and we learn, and he's like building a house and blah, blah, blah. But like something like that, where they establish that this guy's, that these people are really great farmers, and they were able to, if all they had to do was put some exposition in the beginning, they had taken a dead planet and re-fertilized it. And like, if we show that they're expert farmers, it gives weight to the decision that the Bajorans have to make. We have to weigh. It's the potential... Um, symbiosis that they could have had but instead they don't do that so we don't she just all she says is we're good we're farmers that's they all they say the whole episode we're farmers we're farmer people we could have I don't know it's just missing they spent so much time of the I know 45 minutes is a short period of time but they spent so much time on the dumb dumb boys and some weird plot points that are unnecessary when they could have focused on the two things we talked about the farmer the farmer stuff <laughs> <laughs> well said, Mike. The, f- the farmering, yes. Their their expertise as farmers, and what was the plot point you just talked about that was missing? Oh, the Bajorans,
0: the the the
1: decision- The, the, the
0: Scrians having a good reason to want yes. to pick Bajor as opposed to the other
1: Bajor. There was time in this episode if you had trimmed some fat- Absolutely. To talk about those things, but regardless, Absolutely. we do get the sick, sick burn monologue at the end.
0: Well, and if, and if this point had been made- 20 minutes ago and we have an argument about this. It's much more impactful than this, this like, I think she makes an excellent point. And, and we, we see this, you know, especially in, in the States uh, where we are, how benefited we are as a country, as a culture, as a whatever, by the refugees that we accept, by the people we allow from other countries, by, by the, by the immigrants, we are made better by all of these people. And there's a great point to be made about that. You make the episode about, you know, people who are sort of xenophobic and don't want to have other people in other cultures and they're kind of gross and they've got the skin flaky thing. So I don't want them because they're you versus actually, if you let them come in, they can help you with all these things. And we have a, and, and we have this great discussion about, about immigration, about refugees
1: uh, but we didn't have that. We didn't have. It was have really that. weird. And it's further uh, undercut, I think, in this moment because rather than have her say these things matter-of-factly, because they're very powerful statements, I think they were more powerful if she had said them to the to the Bajoran Council or to if we had seen her argue her case in front of the Bajorans. Instead, it's this personal sort of personal well, animosity uh, towards Kira because she she because she betrayed her, and it, it doesn't it doesn't seem backed it, it, up in anything. Well, and and the
0: betrayal is sort of based on entitlement, right? It's sort of like I'm entitled to come and put three million people on your list. Now, it sounds weird for me to say that because I'm very much in favor of immigration and refugees that kind of stuff. But it's, but it it it, it they're just not entitled to come in. Like you can ask for it, you can make a point. Here's how I can help you. Here's why this is beneficial. Here's how you can you can give help us with humanitarian aid. You
1: can do all of these things. But well, science fiction actually it makes it a little bit more difficult to draw a straight parallel because there is here on Earth there is limited resource. There is then that resource being space. Whereas yeah, in in the future or in this universe there is unlimited space. There are. Quadrants. There are It's going to give them a whole planet. Yeah, like the, so. It's hard to draw the direct parallel there. So right, the points right. they're then, trying to make. The mirror they're trying to hold up is 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 well is right. Warped. And
0: the, the the choice the choice for the and this is maybe the maybe the whole problem here. The choice for the screants here is not live in the oppressive hellscape they were in before, or right. be on Bajor, Right. They've already escaped the oppressive hellscape. The choice is. M class planet all to themselves. That's great. Or going into somebody else's backyard. It's not, you know, if, if the choice is like, I'm, we're going to starve to death and be oppressed and die. uh, It's kind of shitty. If you don't let us onto this province on your planet, there's a good argument, but it's like, I want to be there even though I have this other thing where option B might even be better than option A, but because like I've got a vibe about your backyard and I feel like I feel like it's I feel like it's the one, it's nowhere near the strength of the argument that they should have in order to make have this episode make any sense or, or, or have or have make the point they want to make. Yeah. All right, blah, blah 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 She gets on the airlock and heads off. Let's do a vocab quiz. Yeah. Totally.
1: Uh, at some point. I got fired up. Yep.
0: And now it's time for Mike and Deglio's Star Trek vocabulary quiz. All right, this one is easy. Uh, I don't even know if it's particular to Star Trek, but tell us, tell me, what is an
1: M-class planet, Mike? Uh, yeah, it's a planet, Keith, that is uh, of a certain size, the M size. I mean, it's not a jumbo candy. It's not the king-size Snickers, but it's a fun-size Snickers for Halloween. Uh
0: more importantly it has an atmosphere suitable for humanoid life yeah of course such as oxygen and ni- nitrogen and such but it's got uh, but nuts yes.
1: it's got nuts so if you're allergic it's- to nuts not for you
0: yeah uh i can have the nuts i can't have the coconut so the almond joys in my giant bag of candy which i'm gonna eat by myself because there's no kids coming i can't eat the almond joys all right your next one is plix ticka plick
1: Oh man, Uh, Nog says this at some point. I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, I forget. I forget. Plicks, tick a plick. Well, of course, Mike, he's a Regrunion. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Remember John Regrunion played for the Eagles? Defensive player, great guy. John Grunion, yeah. That's a joke, Keith. It was a joke. Oh,
0: oh 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 John Gruden. He was a coach, and then uh oh, oh, that didn't go well. Nope. Uh Okay, he should have tick ticka plicked his emails. <laughs> that Is that terrible. it? Is that all we got? <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's come along. Home. Okay, yeah. Oh, For the love of God. God, please. <laughs> Okay, Mike. Uh, everyone, tip one back here in Quarks. We've got some We got some Kenny G playing in the background. We're relaxed. We're chill. And we're going to discuss whether were there were any wormholes in the plot.
1: <sighs> For me, uh, there's probably a couple. One, why Bajor? That's like the big one. We talked about it at nauseum, so I'm not going to like double down. But why Bajor? I get it. A planet of sorrow. But I mean this this reeks of I didn't do my research for my book report. like you just pick one theme out from like the first chapter and just like, hammer that home. Yeah, you have a prophecy so that's like that. yeah, you have a prop. I'm like an expert. You have a prophecy that's says a planet of sorrow. but as we've as we learned in this and many other episodes, there are lots of planets, Keith. You know what? There's nobody living on that m class planet that Cisco found. so that's that's sorrow. We could find reasons to make it sorrowful. It's lonely. Yeah, it's a lonely. lonely planet. That's, uh, so it's perfect. So that's that's a wormhole. Wormhole two. I, I know that it's not important, but like who's she banging? The, the, the sun, that the, well, wasn't clearly defined. I'm calling it a wormhole. And on top of that, I'm putting the, 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 it's not defined as to the men, what their status as beings are. Are they a lesser spe- lesser are they compromised are they com- in some fashion are they compromised or is that just bad writing bad bad directing or a bad just a bad concept in general not sure well, also
0: that there, there there is a there is a story to tell if you want to tell a story about yeah how uh, how, how these oppressed people the the consequences of oppression is is and we're, we're seeing that in sort of like People living on the fringes of society, scraping to survive, integrating back into a society that has everything that that they need—how difficult that is. Like, there's a story to tell
1: there, but but, but we don't it's get that backstory. So, like that, I guess that counts as wormhole. Then, like, do we know how long the occupation? Are they still being occupied? Are they like, did they escape? And they're still escaping? Are they being hunted? How long has it been since they had been? Like, none of those details are really fleshed out, and actually could be. And they—they no, they well, kind of got rescued by the Dominion. I don't know. All I know is that it sounds like all three million of them got off world, which right. is a Herculean undertaking. So yeah, so and they're just like, waiting at the wormhole. Nobody's chasing them. Like what? What well, is the story I, there? They, I,
0: I guess, I, I guess, it, like the they were oppressed on their planet. The Dominion came in, kicked out the oppressors, and obviously allowed them to leave. And they just sort of picked up and left. Right, in the search Dominion of a sorrow were
1: either attacking or were or decided that the people that were invading them were something. They gave they got them out. So the Dominion, we don't know. We still don't know yeah. if the Dominion is a uh, a, a benevolent guy force or a bad or guy. Yeah. Force. yeah, Okay. Well, yeah. so that's all, my That's there's a lot of wormholes.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, book report. Did, did, I, did I ever tell you, Mike? The uh, how I was amazing in class, never having read any of the material. My my strategy for for getting an A plus in participation and uh, always looking like I'd read it really well and yet never having read anything.
1: Keith, this is a superpower we both share.
0: (laughs) So kids, uh, because lots of like high school kids here listening. uh, (laughs) If you haven't done the reading... And you're going to have a class discussion about it. Here's what you do Always be the second person to raise your hand. Always immediately, vociferously disagree with what the
1: first person said.
0: Absolutely. Disagree vehemently with whatever the first thing that gets said. And you can't just disagree, you have to make it political in some fashion. You have to sort of trump it (laughs) a little bit. So you have to like tie it to some sort of political idea, and then you're, you you start a fire and watch it burn, and therefore no one will know you didn't do the reading. So basically, just be Trump.
1: Now, hold on. Looking back, Keith, if I could do it differently, I have another solution. Oh, what's that? Read it. What? <laughs> this is a portion of life where you don't have anything else to do. Mike, actually, can... I disagree <laughs> everyone's
0: out there trying to make people read as if reading really makes you does readings more
1: make you more intelligent Keith, what we didn't know at the time what we were actually learning by not doing the reading and just knowing how to argue and to talk nonsense <laughs> was we were we were polishing our podcasting skills <laughs> I think
0: that's skill well I mean it really depends you listeners. <laughs> Would you have preferred that we just done the reading and shut the hell uh, up? We're just we work. We're just bankers. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yes,
1: tease, y'all. All right.
0: Uh, so the uh, I agree with you on on all the wormholes there. I mean, I think I already said it. It's just it's just sort of like there were maybe four different stories to tell here, and four different things you could have said, and. Because of the wormholes and the plot, the architecture for none of it was set up. Um, Let's talk about best moment before we do the whole.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. uh, The best part of the episode for me is the is the very end. It's 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 almost as if they wrote the episode backwards. They wrote that big monologue first, which is sort of the thesis of the whole what they thought they wanted the episode to be about, and then working backwards, they didn't they didn't, it's like they got all the ingredients for the soup. They knew what they wanted the the chili to taste like. And they got the best beans and they got the best veggies and they got all the stuff, but then they never put the broth in. (laughs) That's what it feels like. It feels like a great, the best, best stew with no broth. And so the best part of the episode for me is that blistering monologue about hypocrisy. Uh, at the end, the problem is, is that she didn't really. The, the Bajorans didn't really act with a lot of hypocrisy. They set up the the, the pieces for for the for an analyzation of hypocrisy and of uh, immigration and and such. But they never really. They don't. They don't really make the strongest argument. So I like that end monologue. I like her performance of it, and I like yep. the themes of it. I don't feel like it really described the episode in any way. So I'll just snapshot that moment, and I'll say that's my favorite. I,
0: I I completely agree with you that that was the best moment in the uh, in the episode. However, I think you got your analogy completely backwards. Okay.
1: They had only broth because, and, no,
0: and no giblets? Be, because they didn't have any ingredients. They did not have the ingredients for chili. They didn't work backwards. They worked forwards. They threw a bunch of random ingredients in a pot. Had no idea what it was going to be and at the end you've got a big bowl of boiling nonsense you're like uh, it's chili it's chili it's totally chili that's what it is it's chili i'm a totally one and then i'm going to make a really concise only tangential point arguing about why chili is important in america like i'm doing a uh, but i when i three quarters of the way through i was just throwing random stuff in a bucket and i didn't know what it was that's sort of what i feel like here uh, let's give out some stem bolts.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we've already been in the discussion. I'll just say it this way: it's it's a shame because it's really an episode of missed opportunity. Because there are two, yeah. there are there are two tenets I think that under the hypocrisy umbrella here that I think they were trying, they were going for. They were going for the, you know, we're on this melting pot of a of a space station. We are part of Starfleet tangentially for some characters, directly for other characters, whose whole goal is to sort of, in this space station, is to sort of make first contact of new species through the wormhole and also create this melting pot and foster some semblance of unity. Yet, here's a situation where these... New species coming on, and they're kind of gross, and they're and there's an influx of them. There's a lot of them, and we don't know how to handle it. And isn't that isn't that uh, hypocritical? And how do we deal with that? And also, the Bajorans who have had a directly similar, in many ways, situation where they were occupied and they were kicked out and made refugees. And shouldn't they be the first to want to help these this species of of like situationed folk the problem is is they don't really do either of those things right they they they, instead of making it's not just that they're gross it's also that they're behaving in a certain way that's not particularly accepted but also it it just would have worked better as an idea if the if the point is we're holding a mirror up to us right they don't do it effectively because they don't make the they don't make the 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 choice the big choice at the end of what should we help them on Bejo or not, meaty enough. There's no real reason Bajor should do it, and it is an imposition, right? So it is a moral quandary, and they make a, a, a what seems to be rational, difficult decision, and they express as much. It's not as if they were xenophobic and and pushing them off. So the so the idea of hypocrisy sort of doesn't work. The idea of. Uh, what was the other point I had to make? There's another one. Well, I'll just... Uh, yeah, I'll you, stick with that. Oh, yes. The idea of a patri- uh, matriarchal society com- juxt- juxtaposed to our patriarchy uh, could have been a really interesting idea to examine through the lens of science fiction. But they, they ham it. First of all, it's not really about that in any way. Other She's not... No. Because they don't. we don't really get to see any of the other leaders, the matriarchal leaders. It's not like they have a... a a council of any sort. It's just this one farmer, and she's now. We're hey, you're the president because you went through the wormhole first. It's like if we had just made Neil Armstrong the the czar of Earth, right? Because he was first. Right. But then we don't really explore it, other than we have the men are dum dums and they're sniffing around and. Isn't that funny? Haha! And you're like Just running around like licking everything. So like, it's ugh. so it's 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 worse than bad. It's a missed opportunity because they bring up two really meaty oppor- two subjects that could really benefit from a, a looking through the lens of science fiction, and they don't do either. That's not a flaw of the performances. Were all I don't want say all. Some of them not. There wasn't a lot for the dumb dumb men to do. I I, I feel bad for them. In fact, uh, I thought the the lead guest stars were great. Kenny G was something happening that's this whole episode like you said it's just like okay that's happening the whole time i kept waiting and the worst part for me keith is they drop the dominion and you're like yes this is it here is the big thing nothing no no information i, I don't think they know yet to be honest it feels like they're like eh, we got this concept and we'll get there once we figure it out so it's worse than bad it's just missed opportunities left and right 67 stem bolts yeah i mean
0: this is an episode that i always think back and imagine it to be better than it or have more to say than it does i always i I always think back like oh that one but like I'm, i'm it had something important to say so whatever i'll go and watch it but it really doesn't
1: it sure thinks it does
0: it's trying to but it's trying to make a bunch of analogies which don't hold up right um you know and it's all all really comes down to um like you said holding up a mirror about how we treat refugees whether or not we welcome in refugees but but it doesn't it doesn't hold up because of the alternatives right because you have the alternative of your own freaking planet. We're giving you a planet for free. Just here, take this planet, right? Which apparently is fertile and great and 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 better than, than, by far, better than what you've had. And frankly, apparently better than the land they wanted on Bajor, right? So why wouldn't you take it, right? So you wouldn't take it because you had some sort of another... Tie to Bejor's land. So, all right. So, if we're trying to make it to our time, you know, is it is it a culture that had lived there before and it had been pushed out 500 years ago? No. Is it land? You know, are 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 they putting them on land that's more convenient for the occupier? You know, for the people in power. and that somehow where it's like, oh, we're just going to put you here because you look like, are we making a parallel to, say, how we treated the indigenous people in our country and all over the world? Like, OK, so you're like, oh, so we're we're pushing indigenous people onto land that we don't want. And then we realize, oh, we want that. So we're going to push them off somewhere. else. Well, it's not that either. Right. There's no insurrection happening. It's literally and we're not, you know, saying what it did before, giving them no choice, saying that the alternative is not we help you or you live in an oppressive regime where there's danger or whatever, like we are with a lot of immigration today. It's none of that. And so the entitlement or the the sense of betrayal from the screens makes them seem unreasonable as opposed to we're not, we're not rooting for them anymore. They're kind of shitty. Right. And it's, and 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 I want to root for them. They've been oppressed. they 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 need help. they're refugees like and so why do you make them what is the point you're trying to make Let by me, making them kind of unreasonable and kind of shitty?
1: What if to back to my kind of thought what if you had opened the episode and res and there's a a meeting of of the Bajoran Council and they're talking about how the famine is really kicking up and how there's like this whole inhabitable ininhabitable space that they want to use, but they can't figure out how to fertilize the land and blah, blah. like we create that, 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 that need potential need or the potential right. help that they could have made. Because then you have at least we understand the back and forth, but.
0: Well, it, it's, it, it, well that would, that would be great. Right. So like we have a need, these people can help us, but we're not going to do that because of racism, say, right. You know, like, like, like with immigration, right. We need them we need their help. They, we have, we have people come all the time and help us. And, 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 you know, like our food wouldn't get to us or whatever would like it, but we don't want them because they're a different color. Right. Right. Or they speak a different language. All right. So there, there's another story. It didn't, it told none of those stories. I wanted it to be about something, but it, it never really holds up. And um, yeah. So in the end, I'm not even sure. I usually say it was well intentioned, but it didn't live up to blah 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 blah. I'm I'm not sure what the intention was with right. this. What is the like? What point do we imagine they were trying to make with this? Because they the none of the analogies hold up. We don't have a we don't really have a, a parallel for oh we just have this empty continent that's beautiful and lush uh and we just don't want it so why don't you go there as opposed to in my backyard we don't we don't have a parallel
1: for that i mean i guess you could kind of you could you could cite navajo nation or some like uh, the reservation the giant reservation there like you could but we'd have to really make we'd have to shoehorn it in it's 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 just not it's not but we didn't push them off of their planet yeah
0: like we didn't you know it, it it's it's
1: it's not and, elegant. And, it's not an. They don't make any elegant. It does. It doesn't elegant. make any sense. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Um, you know, and and as it and so therefore making them unpleasant is what I think really muddies what even their intention
1: was. Well, you know, that's also seen, Keith. That 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 failure is also seen in the scene with the final scene with Jake and Dum Dum Three before he goes off to commit suicide. For reasons, or not, re- you know what I mean. He ends yeah. up committing suicide for, or being killed—suicide uh, by police or by patrol or whatever. <laughs> the, the final scene where Jake, awesome character development for Jake, I think, is trying to play the Cisco. Right? He is. Yeah, he's
0: like, oh, you know what? Sorry, that was shitty. Yeah, well,
1: he's trying to mediate more so than any other person on the station with the with with these people. I think it's a yeah. microcosm of the bigger story. And yet instead of finding a little bit of common ground, which would then make us care in the next scene where he right. dies, they make him sort of be shitty to Jake.
0: And for no, and and with the sense of like, I wanna be in this random place I've never heard of and never been to before so much more than this other furl planet, I'm gonna kill my, I
1: don't know, it's weird. I maybe right, make, uh, the, make the point I don't wanna be on my, I don't wanna, I didn't wanna leave home. You know, like. right.
0: I don't know they... no, exactly or or there's or or there's more tying them to Bejor, right Heath, I love the Deep prophecy Nine, is exactly right
1: but this episode failures abound
0: not not good not good so you get uh, I gave second sight 39 oh, stem yeah, bolts so you're definitely I I gotta give this one 35 six, self-sealing six, stem
1: man. bolts we're dating we're dating on a different scale um so that that's not a good average
0: no, it's not a good average. Definitely not a good average. Okay, well that's uh, there we go. We, we've we've definitely gone through a uh, you know a, a valley mm-hmm. in the season. Uh, but next week we are going to be discussing rivals. So uh, hold Keith, is on a to peak? your
1: hat. Is there a peak on the way?
0: The, oh, there is definitely a peak on the way. I'm not going to say that the next one is a peak or not a peak. Because I don't do spoilers, but uh, there are peaks coming. You can look into the distance, and we're—if you look into the difference distance, we have Everest in the background. So okay. don't you worry. So, folks, uh, thank you so much for watching. Keith and Mike watch Deep Space Nine. Check out our other shows. Look at my Star Trek toys. Look at uh, K and M Geekly. Where if you thought this discussion was completely out of nonsense and disorganized k and m geekly is for sure your show uh also you can join our good friends at patreon.com slash k and m spell out that and and get all sorts of more bonus material more of us talking because lord knows that's what the world needs uh, mike uh any 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 final thoughts here on halloween we're recording this on halloween
1: uh no I wish I could go as Quark for Halloween, but I am not going to spend three hours in the makeup chair. That's not going to do it. You're also not going to go anyf- anywhere for Halloween. You're I gonna... am going. I'm going trick-or-treating with my sister's kids for oh, you are. for an hour. And then I'm coming are back you... to watch game three of the World Series, Go Phils. Uh, what are you, What is your costume, Mike? My costume is going to be uh, Philly's hat lights off in front, because I realized as much as I'd like to hand out candy, I'm not going up and down the stairs. Hell no. So, uh, my neighborhood's doing a cool thing. There's like a little orange lanyard that you hang from your door if you're giving out candy. No orange lanyard, no candy. So smart. Yeah, except, I mean, if I'm a kid, I'd be like, wherever I don't see the orange lanyard, egging.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I was, I was in an apartment building where we put like a little sign on the door It said like, come trick or treat, and we put the sign on the door, nobody came. Well, that's sad. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I put a pumpkin out front. I'm going to put some you, skulls on the You could have the, the screens
1: could have come to that apartment. It's an apartment of sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been screeing in, uh, in. I scree in, you scree in. We all scree in for candy.
0: Okay, folks. Let us please mercifully let you have the rest of your day. Till then, this has been Keith and Mike. Watch Deep Space Nine. Thank you for watching k and Entertainment. If you enjoyed our particular brand of nonsense, please like and subscribe. Or become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash K&M.